Welcome back to another episode of Better with Paul. Now, you know, like always, this episode was incredible. Not only did we have amazing guests, but this episode was packed full of value. And I know a lot of people overuse that word value, but I promise you, this was value. So I'm excited for you to hear it. Let's do it right after the break. Another episode of Better With Paul. How can I be your best friend? if you intentionally hurt me. That's exactly what my wife said when I walked in. It was 2 a.m., I'll never forget it. Mm. I was drunk. Mm. I think it was a red stripe night, <laughs> right? But this was not a first. This was me coming in time after time after time. And when I looked at her, I'll never forget it because her, like, the tears were welling up, but it was this combination of tears plus anger plus disgust plus sadness Mm -hmm. and when she said that what it made me think is like what is a best friend Mm -hmm. like what is a best friend and i started thinking man a best friend you know it's like you know you're compassionate to your best friend you trust your best friend you care for your best friend so everything i was doing to her my wife Mm -hmm. the person who i claimed to be my best friend was, was not, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I was not acting as a best friend would. And it was that moment that literally changed my life. That was about five years into our marriage. And I would say that moment changed our marriage. Mm-hmm. Now you go on, fast forward, my wife and I now have been married for 18 years, right? And straight up, it's the best time ever in our life. Conversation is good. Sex is good, right? All things are good right now. And when we reflect back about why things were bad and how things became good to great, right? Mm. We came up with what we call 10 lessons. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, we did this for the gram. We we were (laughs) were, were trying to put together an Instagram post, right? (laughs) I was like, we need 10 lessons. (laughs) But it forced us to sit down and come up with 10 lessons. So I want to share not just the lessons with you, but I want to share the behind the scenes of those lessons. Mm-hmm. Does that work? It awesome. works. I upgraded uh, my phone so I could take notes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So, so, but, but first, everybody needs to know who's in this conversation, right? So if you could let everyone know what your name is, where you're from, and what you're most passionate about in life. And I know that's a deep question. But you two are deep thinkers, so I know you come up with a great answer. So I'm Nina. I am from Ghana. I was born in Ghana and raised um, outside of D.C., Alexandria. Um, Been in D.C. for a long time. And I'm passionate about many things, but I want to mention two. (laughs) Um, The first one is African diaspora culture. I, coming from where I come from, growing up in different places, but connecting with Black people across the diaspora, I have this sense of connection, this bond about relationships and culture that resonates no matter where I am with um, this group of people. And it's also something that I've dug dug deep into, studied, um, and want to do more with. Um, And so that really is in in my heart. The other is leadership. I... um, I think to get anywhere, to be, to move people, to have cultural change, to have social change, you need to be a leader. Um, and I don't think leadership is something that is innately born in someone. I think it's developed. I think it's something that you can build um, through different opportunities um, and opportunities key. And so that's something that I think to me goes along with my passion in African diaspora culture, um, building leaders around the world to make changes in their society. Love it. Love it. Uh-oh, mm. Kwame. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm Kwame, um, and uh, I'm from uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, though that's always a hard question for me to answer because you know my dad is from Ghana, I like Nina, and my mom is from Eastern North Carolina, so I like to tell folks that I have kind of I live between two worlds. Um, and uh, what I'm passionate about, I mean, similar to Nina, um, I want to see black people around the world win. 
And um, I 1000% believe that will only happen once uh, we're fully connected. So black people here in the US, um, in the um, you know, Caribbean community, Europe, Asia, wherever black people are, fully connected with black people on the African continent, socially, politically, economically, um, at that point, we kind of connect our magic um, and things really change. So that's what I'm passionate about. All right. Love it. Love it. So then let's let's even let me just throw this out as a question. How how important are our relationships? Right. Let's talk specifically as black people. You know, how how important is that to that utopia, Kwame, that you just laid out? I think it's critical. Um, I just know in, in my life, like specifically thinking about black women um, and you know the relationships um, I've had with uh, black women who are friends, black, my mother, um, romantic relationships, like um, I wouldn't be where I am today, you know, without those. Um, and I, I think that there's just something, you know, I think about like Senegal, this is big statue where you see this family, the, the really strong father, you know, carrying his uh, his uh, wife on his back, holding this child up in front. You just see that strength and ability to move forward. I think relationships are key to to making that happen. Yeah, there you go. That that, that you know that reminds me of the statue uh, in Kingston. Have you mm. seen that? Um, it's uh, at the I think it's Freedom Park. Oh, you have to tell me. Yeah, where it's it's actually two. Uh, nude. So it's a man and a woman. Mm. Uh, it's very bold, and a lot of uh, Jamaicans actually protested mm. against it. Um, but it's it, it's basically illustrating strength, raw strength, mm. and not only strength as an individual, but strength as a union. Mm -hmm. Right? It's very yeah, very very powerful, mm -hmm. very powerful. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's jump into this. Okay, so you know some of these you may disagree with, some of these you may agree with, some of these you may have had experiences with. Um, and if you have, if you have any thoughts, just jump on in, okay? So right out the gate, the first one that my wife and I put together is we said, the best time, here we go, the best time to work on your marriage is before you get married. You have to know your boundaries and beliefs and look for someone who shares the same and doesn't have to change or change you in order to fit, yeah. right? And just to break that down, so I see heads nodding. Mm -hmm. So I think I think we got some agreement yeah. on, <laughs> on this. But but to break this down, when I thought about this, is I thought, okay, first you have to know your boundaries. What I've realized with boundaries is I always look at boundaries like you know when you're you're on a plane, you know, and, and for, like you're in coach. Mm. All right, now we've got somebody in the room who's probably never flown coach in his life <laughs> back here. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. To, we'll talk to you later. But, <laughs> but when you're in coach, there's not a lot of space. You know what I'm saying? And you know how you have that armrest, mm -hmm. and immediately there's a fight for the armrest. Yes. And what I've noticed <laughs> is that if you don't claim the armrest, the person next to you will claim the armrest, mm -hmm. and they'll assume. That is theirs. Yeah. yeah. But half of that is yours. That's right. Me. You know? Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just walking in? That's and, me. I claim everything first. <laughs> this whole thing I'm is too mine. small to be waiting. People walk all over me. <laughs> but see, that's exactly what I'm saying. In a relationship, you have to know your boundaries because I truly believe that you'll turn folks into to a bully, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't. So you have to know your boundaries. Mm -hmm. Secondly, is you have to know your beliefs. And beliefs, in, in essence, I look at those as values. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I believe a values exercise is one of the most important exercises we could do, period. Because if you don't know what you live for, then you don't know mm -hmm. what you don't, right? You don't, you don't know what you would accept or what you would not accept. Mm -hmm. And so values is incredibly important. And then this last one here, as far as you have to look for someone who shares the same and will not try to change you in order to fit. Mm -hmm. That's one that I don't want to start breaking things down into what women do wrong and what men do wrong. But I'm going to tell you 10 years in the matchmaking game, mm -hmm. and I'm going to say that more than half of the women who came in as clients, the assumption was, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find 
I'm going to find me a good Honda Accord. Okay? I'm going to find a good Honda Accord. And then I'm going to start to work on the engine a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm going to start to work on the rims a little bit. Yeah. And I'm going to turn it into a Bentley. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you can't change a Honda Accord. You can't turn a Honda Accord into a Bentley. This ain't West Coast Customs. <laughs> right? It, unless, right? Unless. So it's one of these where you have to already, you know, you you meet that person. You're going to meet that person on their best accord. That's, that's you know, you're not looking to fall in love with potential. You're looking to fall in love with the person who's who's in front of you. Mm. What do we think, guys? It, you know, this resonates so much with me because, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a relationship now and uh, the process to get there was like a lot of this. And I remember when you posted this, these like these 10 keys, I was eating them up because, wow. um, you know, I had to before I felt even comfortable approaching this lady, like I felt like I needed to get myself in position to be able to kind of a, be a good partner for her, like making sure I was the type of person who was consistent, you know, kept my word. Um, and, you know, so when we got to the point where I could approach her and like we have a discussion, like I knew who I was, like I knew you know what I was willing to do, what I wasn't willing to do. And that really just eased the process of um, getting to that point of saying, yeah, we're in a relationship. I totally agree. But it's, I feel like the best time to work on a marriage is before marriage, right? But then there are times, I, I think, in relationships I've seen and friends and others where when they, they say when they got married, things are different, right? Mm-hmm. So the values you have, think, everything, they're questioning everything that they thought that they knew about this person because they're learning more about this sort of commitment that they've made, especially probably in the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me, I'm not married, so I'm like kind of scared. Like people are gonna change that fast. Like you just got married. What is going on? And so it makes it seem like yes, you're doing the self work. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're trying to connect with someone with shared values, um, but then you cross this like this moment in time changes something. Yeah. What is that something? And then what needs to be done in that process to right. or before actually mm-hmm. to recognize that. The moment happened in the relationship that's pivotal, but how do you carry it forward for 18 years? Um, and what is that pre-work that needs to be done before that marriage, you right. know? Right. So no, this, this is brilliant. Um, but it, it makes me curious about something that Kwame just said is you said that you had to get ready or get right, basically, basically mm-hmm. put yourself in a better situation, mm-hmm. evolve really as mm-hmm. a man mm-hmm. before engaging mm-hmm. with this with this woman that you're in a relationship with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you do that for you mm-hmm. before you met her mm-hmm. or did you do that for her mm-hmm. after you met her um it was very much for me um i mean i had come across her before um so i guess for more context like i, I i'm previously married so like i had all of these lessons on terms of in terms of um like not what can happen when you don't prepare um, before marriage, um, and like I was in a place where I just wasn't happy. I was I was sad all the time. Like felt like I wasn't living up to my best potential. And you know, one of the areas that that was manifesting itself was in terms of relationships. Um, so it was ve- yeah, very much for me. Yeah. So there you go. So you know, that would be my answer. Right. And I was hoping I was like, please, Lord, I hope he says for him, because <laughs> if he doesn't say it's for him, I don't know what the hell I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah, I did it for her. It was all her. Um, but you have to do it for you. You have to know exactly who you are. And then what ends up happening, I believe, is that you're tested. Mm-hmm. There are moments of stress and you're tested. And ultimately, if you were a solid person prior to, to going into the situation, you can then rely on that on that foundation. But without the foundation, without knowing these things, you know, then 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 it's, you know, that's when you sway. Right. Mm-hmm. That's when you turn, that's when you doubt, that's when you do all these things. So yeah. that's the reason why I think that preparation of you have to know your values. You have to have, you know, self-love, right? This is not just a cliche. It's very important. Yeah. And then you have to also know that whenever you meet someone, they won't be your science project. Mm-hmm. Right, you have to meet them, and you have to fall in love with the person that is in front of you. Yeah. Fair, 
Yeah. Yes. All right. So now the second one, I'm sure this is one that you all have had a lot of experience with. The second thing that my wife and I said is, your friends are not relationship experts. Don't involve anyone in your relationship unless they can give you counsel. And remember, advice is when someone tells you what they think. <laughs> counsel is when someone helps you to think. Mm -hmm. Can I get amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> Pass the collection plate. I, I, have to say, I get stressed when friends ask me for relationship advice. Because, <laughs> you know, the weight of what you say could really impact yeah. what happens. And ultimately, for me, I want them to be together, but I have my opinions. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, I need to, you know, not say everything I feel because I don't want the next decision point to be Nina said. <laughs> and then Nina said, and then we're in the divorce court. No, Nina didn't say. <laughs> it really stresses me out. Like yeah. as, as, a, as, a, as a friend, I wanna, be, I, I wanna be a friend to you, but I do not want to be an advisor to you about your relationship. I want to be freely expressing myself about how I feel, but that's not necessarily the, 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 mo the pivotal pick place I wanna be. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think I give great advice, though. I'm a good advisor, but yeah. come on, it's it's a it's a weight to it be is. to be that friend. What, what what about vice versa, though? Are your friends giving you advice? I think if you ask for it, you have to be ready for it, and I think that goes back to the self work. Because if you've worked on yourself and you're really seeking advice from friends and things like that, you have to be ready for how you're going to use it and what it means to use that advice in a relationship. You're you're not in a relationship by yourself. So when I solicit advice for me, I have to then filter it and then go forth with my decision point, not based on because Kwame told me I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, then it, it, it allows me to blame Kwame, right? Mm -hmm. It allows Kwame to be in our journey. It, allows, it invites everyone else also into the relationship in a way I don't think it's healthy. Mm -hmm. So yes, I will always go to my friends, but not with also everything. I don't think all friends can weigh everything in the same way mm. um so i have a friend that um sometimes comes to me for advice and i always say go to can you also ask your friend that's married mm -hmm. because i just don't I, I haven't navigated that world yet and so the things that i'm saying are for me someone that's not married and right. so i always say you know what i've said what i think but please go to <laughs> you know right. that other person that you trust to ask her what she thinks because she's married. You oh, know? You're a good friend, Nina. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good friend. I don't want to be. <laughs> good friend. It's a good friend. You, you know, Kwame, what, what do you think about this whole uh an expert? Like what what is an expert? Because this is one that I get a, a you know, for 10 years I'm getting this like, are you an expert? Like what 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 accounts for someone who you will readily accept counsel mm -hmm. from yeah you, you in particular right because mm -hmm. i because i because because when i think about you is i think about you as um someone who doesn't suffer fools like mm -hmm. I, I think of someone who is very astute mm -hmm. and a heavy researcher of yeah. all things yeah right mm -hmm. um so what is your litmus test mm -hmm. for what or who you're willing to accept counsel from. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, so I, so the first thing that I really look for is someone who um, has like a high level of self-awareness that exhibits itself in like humility. They're not always trying to be the first to speak. Um, like they're listening um, very much in that counsel role. Like they're at their, like coming alongside you to like ask the question that triggers you to, you know, come up mm. with the answer. Like that type of, that takes humility, that takes like ability, like respect for others. Um, so that, so that's the, that's the kind of the self-awareness piece. Um, and then I also look for thoroughness, like someone who does the work um, of, you know, reading everything or like if they're an operator, like they're actually building something that, you know, you see that they do that with integrity um, and, you know, they've taken their wins, they've taken their losses um, and you can see the growth like over the course of their um, trajectory. Um, so that self-awareness, 
Um, and then that thoroughness, I would say, like the two kind of things I run people through. through. <laughs> That's your gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. That's the gauntlet. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's hit number three. Number three is one where I, I just got to say, I've seen a lot of memes that, that say almost the opposite of this, but I just want to throw this out. Number three, we said relationships are never 50-50. At times you give more, other times you take more. This is why communication and compromise are so important, right? And what's interesting to me about that is sometimes I'll see, you know, we see it all the time, like relationships are 50-50, you know, it's half and half. Mm -hmm. But what I've realized, and this is more so later into my the relationship that I have with my wife, mm -hmm. is that, man, life is hard, right? Yeah. Health problems crop up, yeah. all types of issues, you know, pop up. Mm -hmm. And there is no way humanly possible that you could be there 100% in the relationship. Yeah. You just can't, right? And the reason why I say compromise here is because it's about a concession that you're making. And you're saying, you know, I realize for the next four weeks, everything that's a priority to me is no longer priority to me because you are now a priority to me. Mm -hmm. And that's sacrifices and concessions mm -hmm. that I'm now going to have to make. And so I think it's just really important to understand that if you're going to enter a relationship with someone, mm -hmm. that it's it's not a 50-50 thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a give and take. And you should acknowledge that you should be giving as much as possible. It's kind of like a bank account. You should be putting as much as possible into that account because you know it's going to be a day where you have to make a withdrawal. Mm -hmm. So that's that was that was a really important one mm -hmm. to us. Can, can I ask yes. a question about that? Sure. So um, how do you um, react to someone saying it's a hundred zero? Yeah. <laughs> you mean in a relationship? Yeah, approaching like each party approaching it like a hundred zero. Like I'm giving a hundred percent and not expecting. Um, you have expectations, but like you're not like banking on on them so you're saying to me you know i expect that you are going to come home at some point but you don't have to come home by nine o'clock you can come home whatever i mean but i mean but but break what does that yeah. actually mean so um so a, a church i used to go to in atlanta <laughs> um like they had a lot, it was a very interesting church because like it was a lot of young black people who were married and like I had never seen anything like this before. And one of the things that Pastor really talked about was like taking a hundred zero approach to your rela your relationship where like I'm here to serve you, I'm here to like be there for you, you know, do the things that you need, um, but I'm, it's not like a tit for tat thing. Like I'm, I'm not like holding my behavior hostage based on like how you right. um, operate towards me. So right. It's like hundred zero. This is. I think this is a brilliant question, um, and I don't want to ever disagree with a man of the Lord or a woman <laughs> of the Lord because I, mean, I know I lightning will strike me down right now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but that was some bull. No, no but that was, um, I uh, I don't see it in those exact terms. I think mm -hmm. I understand what he's saying. Mm -hmm. He's saying. You know, the same thing in networking, you're building relationships, right? So what you want to do is you want to give and with the expectation that it may never be reciprocated, right? And that, and you want to continue to add value, add value, add value. Uh, but man, that's a sad marriage or that's a sad relationship. If you have no expectation that you're going to get anything back. Mm -hmm. I mean, what about a nice back rub? What about, <laughs> you know, what about, I, I, I think that it is healthy to have a level of expectations for your partner. Mm -hmm. A matter of fact, I would argue that it's probably to your benefit to have the highest level of expectation opposed to zero. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't approach it as a 100 zero, I'd approach it as a 100, 1000 situation mm -hmm. where your expectation is that, you know, that, that they're going to over deliver mm -hmm. because ultimately, you know, I always look at, uh, uh, my marriage in particular mm -hmm. as you know it's like we are it's like we are blocks of marble mm -hmm. okay we're mm -hmm. blocks of marble mm -hmm. and we're being carved into the finest statue that we could ever fathom mm -hmm. but we're actually not the ones doing the carving 
It's those experiences and those interactions that are etching themselves into the marble. Mm -hmm. And in order, but, but it's important to have an expectation that it'll be refined into this, you know, mm -hmm. phenomenal being. Because otherwise, mm -hmm. why am I here? Right. Mm -hmm. Why am I here? Right. right? And so for me, uh, I think that's a great question. I'm going to continue to think about it, but uh, I, I think it's a 100-100 mm -hmm. situation, not a 100-0. Yeah. Gotcha. I also yeah. think it goes back to what you, the two things you said, um, com compromise and communication, right? So for communication, I think, I think it's key to have expectations, right? Because that's what makes me happy. What makes me feel valued is in me having expectations of you to, to help, to, to be my partner. Mm -hmm. And therefore I can be your partner to also keep you there as much as we can. And I think without proper communication, which is key or not communicating your expectations at all, that's when things fall apart, right? Mm -hmm. I have all these expectations of you. You have expectations of me. We're not communicating properly. Nobody really knows what 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 that 100% or 50% is. And then you have a, a breakdown. Mm -hmm. But then I think then comes the compromise, right? That sometimes you're not, you know my expectations. We communicate about them. And then we compromise when it's an, there's an imbalance that you have something going on or I have something going on. I can't, I can't meet your expectations at a certain place. And, and so there, that's where the compromise is. But I think mm -hmm. just knowing them, it's so key. And I feel like a lot people just sometimes don't talk. They yeah. don't yeah. know. They're, yeah, they're just going. We're, we're together. So we just go and we do things that we think make either each other feel happy and just don't know that what, what it really, really is. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's, that's gospel. Uh, the number one reason for divorce, everyone says is finance, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's technically not. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's miscommunication mm -hmm. over finance. finance. Yeah. So yeah, to your point, like it's yeah. what it is, communication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, all right, I love it. Can I just say, just side note, I love this format, man. Yeah. I'm with this, this man. Is, this is dope. I mean, I think, I think this is like, this is, you know, like, you know, when you're in something, you know how special it is. Mm -hmm. Like this is a special moment. Mm -hmm. Somebody take a photo of this, please. Jerry's <laughs> yeah. like, I've already taken five photos <laughs> of this thing. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. Number four. This is real simple. Call, show up, and deliver what and when you say you will. Inconsistency destroys trust, and trust is the foundation of your relationship. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. else we need to say? No. <laughs> Nothing. All right. Number five. This, this was hard for me to learn. Very hard. Listening to your partner's problems without passing judgment is one of the kindest things you can do. Mm. I mean, this, this, like, this was it. You know, because quite honest, I mean, to your point of humility, mm. you know, your, your litmus test, right? <laughs> I would always listen in to, I shouldn't even say listen, I would be hearing my wife, right, hearing what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, and Jill, please, I know what you're going to say when you listen to this, but I would hear, and my only thinking at that point was, well, how am I going to respond to this? So I'm not listening to her, I'm hearing her. But when you're listening, you have, you're, you're, you, you, I mean, you've, you've released ego, you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to take in everything that this person is saying, and I'm going to respond based on everything I've heard them say. Also, we know that we say more than the, with our body than, than our words, so I'm going to take in the full context. Mm -hmm. And so when you listen, but then on top, so you're listening, active listening, but then on top of it, I'm not going to pass judgment, mm -hmm. right? What you say, I'm not going to hold, hold that against you. Mm -hmm. I, that is, it's one of the kindest things that we could do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I completely agree. And th there's this, a great book that um, really helped crystallize this for me. And mm -hmm. it's called The Courage to Be Disliked. Uh-oh. Um, I, I don't know this. Tell me. All right. Who? The um, Courage to Be Disliked. And uh, just like movies, I have... Don't ask me, like, who wrote the book? <laughs> the name is fine. Yeah. Um, but it basically, like, talks about... There oh my go. goodness. Okay. Yeah. Somebody say that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just Google it. It's really all about kind of like staying in your lane um, and 
like you have we have responsibilities like as individuals but that moment where you step over into kind of placing judgment on another person that's you like stepping into their lane yeah um and that's not your job it's not your job absolutely and that's, and that's what we're doing all day long mm -hmm. um i'm gonna have to check out that book the courage to be disliked yeah, it's a great book. thank you pardon the interruption just want to tell you about something that my wife and i have just launched and we are very very excited about it's called bwp connect now you may already know but if you don't know about it let me put you on okay it's a very safe place for those of us who value legacy culture and financial freedom through entrepreneurship to all come together and connect if you are interested in more information about bwp connect simply go to paulcbrunson.com backslash b-w-p-c-o-n-n-e-c-t that's paulcbrunson.com backslash b-w-p connect and now let's get back to the show uh, number six, we've already talked about this. We know this is Nina's favorite because she's the armrest champion. <laughs> if you don't hold to your boundaries, you will turn even the best intention partner into a bully. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Nina, since you're the armrest champion, <laughs> since you talked about this, right, with the, with the airline. Um, I had a very good friend of mine uh, who is a uh, nationally recognized anchor. And she messaged me when I posted this and she said, Paul, I love this list, but I don't agree with this number six here. Mm. You, you, when you meet that person, they're either inherently a bully mm -hmm. or they're not. Mm. So Nina, I want you to tell me, do you agree with her, <laughs> right? Or do you agree with me? I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can stay, you can stay. <laughs> but, now let me tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, it's about knowing, one, you having empathy and knowing that the other person has empathy. I think people come as they are to something, but like you said, they've done some self-work. And to bridge bringing two different people together, there has to be some level of empathy, yet not losing yourself just because I found you, found me, and we're in love. Mm -hmm. Like the, Everything we're talking about is about that work that then it entails to keep things on par. Right. Right. And not losing yourself to me is so key. I, I've seen so many people lose themselves in relationships, you know, and because they're who they were is formulated in, in what boundaries you have. Right. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to your values. And as you come together with someone else, shifting that so much that you are no longer who you believe yourself to be. I think is the worst thing that could ever happen because it's based on someone else. Mm -hmm. It's not truly based on your own journey. And yep. I think if your journey leads you to, you know, have new um, um, boundaries for yourself and things like that, you can communicate that. You can grow in the relationship. You can figure out where it goes next. But I think changing just because you want to be held together, mm -hmm. I think that's that leads to failure ultimately. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kwame, you, you agree with that? I, I bear yeah. witness to that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I found myself in a situation where, yeah, I became the bully and I had no idea. Like, oh, I, wow. You were the bully. I was the bully. I like, it th blew really? My, it I blew my imagine. mind. I can't imagine. Yeah. Wouldn't you have thought he would have been the one yeah, being bullied? Exactly. So, like, in my, like, my, um, you know, part, former partner, like, she is one of the most, the strongest women I know hands down that uh, like the president of the college we went to like eight out of her hand like she tells people what to do they listen and they succeed because of that um but somehow in the relationship like she like didn't hold to her boundaries mm. and here i am thinking i'm being a cheerleader for her like oh yeah you can do you like you could be ceo of a company well, she doesn't want to be CEO, like, <laughs> right? But I'm like, yeah, you should do this, you should do that. Like, you're amazing, blah blah blah. End of the day, she's like, I don't know who I am. Right. Like, I I've let you, like, push me to do all these things mm -hmm. that like I didn't want to do, and I felt horrible. Yeah, because like that wasn't what I was trying to do, mm -hmm. but. 
but that's what happened. Wow. Is is that, I mean, and, and tell me if, if, if we're going too deep on this, do you think that's one of the reasons why the relationship didn't work? Absolutely. Okay. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we know we all need to be armrest champions, basically. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So number seven, there's no such thing as a stagnant relationship. It's either growing or dying. There's no in-between. Explain. Aha. All right. So we thought long and hard about this one, right? And we thought that in the relationship that we've had over 18 years, it's either been dying or it's been growing. So at the times where we thought we were just coasting, where it was, you know, everything is good. We're within our comfort zone. Nothing is rocky. You know, everything feels good, but we're not challenging ourselves. Mm-hmm. We thought we're stagnant. We're okay. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, when we look back, we say, wow, during that time, we were not growing. Mm-hmm. We were dying. Why? And this leads into what I heavily believe with regard to just kind of personal development and business. But if you're not investing in yourself today, it means that you're losing dividends tomorrow. Mm. I feel it's the same way with the relationship. Mm. If you're not continuing to figure out how you're going to grow together, Mm -hmm. right, and then experimenting and growing, then you deceive yourself. You think, okay, we're okay, Mm -hmm. but in essence, you're dying. Mm -hmm. That's the thought. And then, you know, to get biological about it, we started looking at uh, plants and started looking at, you know, animals, looking at human beings, and ultimately, we are either growing or we're dying. There's never a point where we are completely at a point of standstill or stagnation. It's either, we're bi- it's, it's, it's binary. That's the thought. This one is um, a new one for me. I, I've never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. And mostly because I think as you're talking, I'm, I'm realizing that so often you're told by society that you need a stable relationship. And you envision stable relationship to be you work till you're you're coasting like you're work yes. till like I know you you know me we're good mm-hmm. right and so to hear this I'm just kind of like wow like maybe that's not it that if you're here mm-hmm. it gets stale mm-hmm. that you you think you know each other so much that you're not doing more work mm-hmm. and then you've accepted everything so I'm I'm really like wow like that mm-hmm. one is an eye opener <laughs> yeah yeah I, I love that one too um, my um, I played linebacker in college football and you know, our defensive coordinator every day was like, yeah, you either got better or you got worse. There you go. Um, and uh, and um, I guess, though, I have a question about, because in football, like, we look at tape every day. You know, you can tell, like, we, everybody gets graded. So you can see, you know, did you get better? Did you get worse? Right. Um, so in a relationship, like, what is that? Like, how do you um, tangibly check to make sure you're getting better every day? Yeah. I, you know, that, that man, that's making me think. Like, how do I know I got better yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, here's, here's how I think I knew. Um, I have, uh, and this is going to sound really corny. But I woke up and I got a kiss, you know, uh, I woke up and uh, my wife said, good morning. Because mm. I tell you, when I was coming at 2 a.m. and I woke up, <laughs> I was getting, uh, I would say, hello, hello, is anyone, hello, is anybody here? And she was gone. Right? <laughs> so, you know, th- so you think of those, those small um you know, mm. things. Mm-hmm. But then on top of it, I know that I feel, I feel that the statue's being carved. I feel good. I feel strong in the relationship. Mm. Um, I would say also that more trust is extended. Like I'll give you like, this is all the way real, mm. all right? I am terrible with time. There's like CP time, and then there's Paul time. So it's like, my I'm terrible with time. Like Seljuk always, I'll re- like, I'm, I'm late everywhere. I was late today. Like I'm late all the time. It's just bad. I've got to work on this, right? I know I need to work on this. Mm-hmm. My wife knows that I'm terrible with time. Now, 
my wife has a hair appointment today. Mm-hmm. She was like, all right, Paul, I know you're going to do your, your podcast thing, <laughs> but you better be back <laughs> at precisely this time <laughs> because I need to go get my hair done. Now, five years ago, you know what she would have done? She would have lied to me about the time. She would have moved it up an hour. Mm. She would have like, but now there's trust. Now mm. she just says it once, not 15 times, Paul, right? Mm. Be back at this time or I'll kill you. Like, it's real simple. <laughs> real calm. It's real calm. <laughs> That's love. That's love. Because back in the day, she would have said, no, it's not 315. It's 215. So then also she would have been texting me all the time. But I won't get a text, mm. right? So wow. it seems simple. Getting small <laughs> but that's love like those yeah. are those are the those are the small little elements that know okay we're growing yeah. as a couple mm-hmm. your wife doesn't want to kill you that's, <laughs> it. <laughs> that's it okay number eight the fact that you know you're not perfect isn't an excuse to keep making the same mistakes mm-hmm. this is similar to the no new mistakes mantra mm-hmm right yeah mm-hmm. i love it i totally yeah. agree yeah all right it's like n- okay. nothing else to be said yeah. yeah okay cool number nine. Oh no we're coming down to the end although 10 is my favorite by the way <laughs> uh and i know you'll have a lot to say about 10 number nine is we typically show love in different ways learn your partner's love language and remind them often through it so here's my test right now mm. break down someone tell me Collectively, work as a oh, team, okay? As a team. What are all five love languages? Words of affirmation, yeah. um, gifts. Yeah, quality time. Quality time. Uh, words of affirmation. Did you already say words of affirmation? <laughs> uh, what is that? Uh-oh, uh-oh, there are two more. No, we, we got this, we got this. Um, Come on, bring it home for Ghana. We did quality time. Quality time, words of affirmation. Gifts. And you said gifts, gifts. yes. Um... Clearly, we know. <laughs> 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 they look at each other like, oh, touch, touch. There touch, you go. Physical yeah, physical touch. There you go. All right, there you go. And, and then, then, then one more. And surprisingly, I would say this last one that you haven't said, yeah. I think is more along the lines of your love language. I think really? this would be one of your love languages. Which yeah. one is that one? Because I totally don't remember it. Acts of, of service. service. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. All right. Right. So we have gifts, yeah. physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and what did I quality, time. quality time. Yeah, quality time. Yeah. So now I will say that I honestly, when, uh, who is it? Who wrote this book? I think it's, uh, maybe is it John Gray, maybe? No, no, not John Gray. Yeah. Uh, Five love languages. Is is looking up right now. Yeah, a a title book. Yeah, (laughs) this this Gary Chapman. There you go, Doctor Gary Chapman. Thank you. Uh, Game changer for me. Game changer because my wife grew up. Her parents showered her with gifts. Mm. I mean. It's Tuesday. You get a Bentley. Like that was her. That was her thing. Like that was what what she got. Uh-huh. My parents, like you know, on the Jamaican side, they're like, "What? You're not getting any gifts. Uh-huh. We're not touching you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you get no words of affirmation because we're just cursing you out, right? <laughs> right? But." We may do something for you. We're going to throw an act of service in there for you, right? That's, I'm sorry, but that's that's what it was, yeah. right? Yeah. So I would look at her and say, oh, she's spoiled. Mm. She's spoiled. So my whole mission was, I'm going to break her. Mm. I'm going to break her from this gift thing. Wow. I'm, I'm not... Oh, it's her birthday? Oh, she's not getting anything for her birthday. Paul was a savage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, no, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm going to do something for her. I'm going to train her. Wow. And Lord, I was wrong. Yes. <laughs> it did not go down well. Oh. When it was like, it's Christmas and you have no gifts under the tree. Wow. <laughs> I can't even like fathom that. Wow. This, this is serious. This is serious. Yeah. This is serious. But I realized, then I read the book, and I was like, okay, hold on for a second. This is how she receives love. (laughs) (laughs) So I flipped it up, and Uh man, she gives gifts all the time right now. Uh, So love language, very important. 
Would you, would you all do? Do you know your love language? Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally totally agree. And one thing that I, based on just even the story, so I always tell my friends that it's important to know sort of you know your love language, but it's also important to know how you like to give love. Yes. Like mm-hmm. meaning how how some what someone likes to receive, mm-hmm. but then I, I always ask you like how do you give. Because I think those, when those two things are different, you mm-hmm. need to figure out how you're going to shift that. Because I might be a gifts person, right? Meaning I like to give gifts. Mm-hmm. And you're an acts of service person. Mm-hmm. And it's because it makes me feel good that mm-hmm. I'm giving you a gift. Yes. Mm-hmm. That I'm veering from, knowing, even knowing that you love you know, acts of service, I'm veering from that because I know it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And so I always say, like, yeah, know, know his love language, but also know what you like to give, what makes you feel good so that you can work yourself, you know, make that balance so yeah. that it, I'm like, it doesn't mean anything to him that you gave him anything, <laughs> yeah. but, you, but you feel so good. Like, right. you know, so yeah. So totally, I totally, totally agree with it. Um, my love language is, um, is the one that I like to, um, give is acts of service. There you go. I love to receive words of affirmation. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. yeah, you've been phenomenal, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Um, yeah, I too like to give acts of service. Um, and uh, so you were spot on there, I think. Um, and I, yeah, words of affirmation is huge for me. And uh, quality time is pretty, pretty big. For it's me pretty as big. Well. There you go. See, you know it. You know it. It's very important. Very important. All right, guys, we're down to the last. And I will say this is my favorite. And I'm just going to say it, and then I just want your commentary on this. Okay, you ready? Who who wants up first on this one? Kwame. He Great. told me he wanted the last. <laughs> <laughs> you got the last. You told me you wanted it. All right. Now, I need, I need you to follow up on this, of course. All right. So, number 10. And remember, this is, this is my wife wrote this. Okay. Mm. She said, keep the fights clean and the sex Dirty. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. what do you have to say about that, young man? I mean, I I love this. This is foundational <laughs> for me. Like, <laughs> um, no, like real talk, because because I mean they they affect one another. So like the like um, you know my partner and I talked about um, okay, let's what's our plan when we get in fights, like how are we going to get back to a good place? Um, and I think that that plus us both having um, like a level of respect and like, like, and you know, willingness to communicate on how we're going to navigate disagreements. I think that's helped us to, we haven't really fought, but you know, <laughs> you know, when we have those disagreements to, you know, navigate them well. Um, and, yeah, I think that that kind of thing impacts how you're able to connect, um, you know, sexually as well. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you expanding on the sexually or no? You no, no expansion. Um, I mean, I, I need a so, Did so, you get no expansion. <laughs> so, like, I'm, did so, anybody get that? <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to show my best. That was okay. good. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, so like, I'm very much, I'm very sexual, like, um. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> Dirty sex sounds good to me. But all right, so, so all right, so let me ask this. I, I've got to ask this. All right, because so uh, I'm hosting this show uh, in the UK, co-hosting this show. I'm sorry, Anna and Tom, co-hosting this show uh, in the UK called Slubs Go Dating. And what's interesting to me about this show is that we have celebs that come on on the show, and you think that these are mostly you know twenty something you know, as vibrant as you can imagine, uh, having as much sex as you can imagine. And the guys come in like, man, we're savages on this, on the scene. Right. And the women actually are not, they're like, look, we get it in just as much as they actually more than those guys. Right. But what I've noticed is that I believe this is something I fully believe is that I think that pleasure within sex is on the, is on the decrease. I think so. Mm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go to Nina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me this. Well, first, what do you think about this whole keep the fights clean and the sex dirty? Like it's 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 mm-hmm. fun, but yet 
you know, Kwame's saying it's gospel though. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think if I think about the reverse of that, it makes perfect, perfect sense. Because if the fights are dirty, there's, I think, no sex. And what I mean by dirty fights is, you know, name calling, yeah. you yeah. know, using, you know, words that really, you know, tear you apart and things like that, where it's like, we're, I don't even want to be next to you. Yeah. And so just that the impact of that even being reversed to me is enough to say, look, if you if you're and, and when you said we don't even fight, we disagree. Mm -hmm. That's to me, that's a clean fight. That mm -hmm. That is what a clean fight is, that mm -hmm. you don't feel like you put everything into a battle with someone mm -hmm. and you can leave and, and, and be as passionate with each other as if, you know, as if it wasn't the fight that broke anything mm -hmm. that you can be strengthened by by an argument. Actually, yeah. you can get to a realization that we're. We're in deeper connection. Mm -hmm. And so when you were even talking about how, you know, people, sex is on the decline or, you know, I think maybe is people aren't really connecting because because right. a, a right. good disagreement could really come to a revelation about connection. There you mm -hmm. go. And I think when you, you know, it's like tears in your eyes every day, you're like, oh, we're, we are here. We're, we get each other yeah. now. Yeah. And I think that leads to, to me, a uh, passionate sex, like really emotional, mm -hmm. just a better connection with someone than just you know, you know, just moving forward just because you have to, just because you're, you're married. You yes. Know? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. You know, you, I, you, you nailed it in terms of my opinion, at least on what equates to great sex or a high, you know, pleasure mm -hmm. uh, in, in sex. But let me go to the fights and then I'm going to come back to, with the sex because I got to get in and got to talk about sex. <laughs> um, the fights, I think it's Gottman. Can you, can you uh, run a search on on Gottman and resentment? G O T T O got G O T T maybe M O N. But it uh, Kwame's like I'm on it. <laughs> He's like I'm already on it. Um, but it, it was I believe it was research that he did that showed that he believed that he could predict with ninety nine percent accuracy. Yes, or uh, maybe not the government, but but maybe and uh, add resentment in there too, because he believes, if this is him, that with the ninety nine percent accuracy, he could determine if a couple would divorce mm. during couples therapy, and the one cue was resentment, cues yeah. of resentment, yeah. and I thought that was fascinating when I read it. You know, I don't know. Now we have no idea who who said this. Um, but so what I started doing is I started observing that at Thanksgiving mm. when I saw family together. For real. When I would be out, you know, at social, you know, settings and mm -hmm. see. And I would say 99%, if not 100%, mm -hmm. when you saw one or two, one or both of the couple present resentment mm -hmm. they were doomed mm -hmm. right so if you two were, were together you know and it was just like you know Kwame was just like you, you know you said something Nina Kwame was like Phew. yeah that oh it's done <laughs> yeah it's done yeah. right and, and and what I thought to be so fascinating about that is is it shows that you have to be able to communicate in a fair way mm -hmm. or you will not be able to entertain engage and sustain a relationship with anybody yeah. Not just romantic. I'm talking about business, social, etc. Mm -hmm. So being able to fight fair mm -hmm. is incredibly important. The most important piece mm -hmm. of the relationship. And then that speaks to everything else in your relationship, mm -hmm. including the sex. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was 20, we got William here, uh, uh, one of the partners here at Switch and Boy, right? Well, you were 22, right? 22. Wow. Now watch this. Well. Can we put a mic on William real quick? Can can we get can William just just get on the mic? Just say just, all right. Just 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 one second. I've got one question for you. I want to put you on the spot. Just one second. This is a, this is a very you can, yeah. You can jump right here on the mic. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Look. Yeah. All right. This this is this is one question, and I and I want you to answer this with all authenticity, right? And I know you will. I know you will. All right. You ready? How strong is your sex game, William? Scale from zero to 10, with 10 being elite. So honestly, I've been kind of thinking about this. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he started with honestly, I started thinking about this. 
enjoyed what you two had to say. Um, I feel like, I feel like, um, in one sense, the sex game is it's on a lot. Like, I feel like the women are happy, but I feel like, um, it's it's just aggressive. It's just aggression. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like I I I don't know another way to put it. And so I'm trying to figure out like, because I'm young, I'm 22. Like, what's the difference between there you go you know what i'm gonna say this man every time i've asked you a question you never answer like a 22 year old because yeah. <laughs> really really like insightful yeah yeah isn't it mm-hmm. how many 22 year olds can you say what's your how's your sex game well honestly i've been thinking about that <laughs> <laughs> nobody and then he gave us an analytical answer yeah. like yeah. <laughs> so here's the i wanted to ask you that uh, because I was thinking you would answer like a 22-year-old, which you didn't, which is 22-year-old is like, oh, man, it's a 10. Yeah. It's good. If you were to ask me, my 22-year-old self, uh-huh. I would have said, oh, I'm a beast. Like, oh, my God, there's like nothing compares. Like, what are you talking about? But I learned now, over decades, I learned Yo, I was miserable. I, my God, I feel terrible for whoever I was with when I was 22 because of what you just said. It's all about me. It's all aggressive. It's all in and out, literally. Um, <laughs> and it is, and, and, and the reason for that, quite honestly, and what changed the game, this is going to sound very unromantic, but I promise this changed the game, communication. Mm-hmm. Strong communication. Strong communication is your lifeline to everything. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that once I could listen and understand all the things that my wife wants and needs, and then I deliver on that, which takes listening, humility, et cetera, then all of a sudden, everything's good for her. And when everything's good for her, it becomes great for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the biggest smile I've seen William have. Um, <laughs> but, but quite honestly, that's ex- that is ex- that is exactly what happened. It's just about listening, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about understanding. And so, uh, for me, it's funny, man, because I remember people literally telling me, like, "Man, you know, you get older, and it's just terrible. Like, everything, your body falls apart. Sex, like, it's terrible. You're not even interested." I promise you, I'm legitimately having more sex in my life than ever before. Mm-hmm. Ever before, like, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's crazy. So I'm, 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 I'm just like I can't wait to get there. Fire like I'm excited. It's good and it changes everything. Yeah. It's, it's really good, but it, it was it's off of the communication. Fair, yeah, fair. And we'll, we we should do a whole sex podcast. I think that, that would um, be dope. But um, but that's it. That's it, man. I mean, this is this is it. This is this is it. Those, those were those were the the ten lessons. Closing thoughts. Wait, you, you're still here. Closing thoughts. Kwame, Nina, William, closing thoughts? I mean, I mean I've mean, i been on this journey the past like uh, year and a half of like preparing myself for marriage. So like this is like amazing for me just to, because uh, I mean, while I've, therapy has been part of it, like I haven't really like had a lot of conversations with groups and whatnot on, you know, this. So this is this is food for me. This mm-hmm. is good. There you go. Mm-hmm. Can I just say this one thing too? Is unfortunately, um, there's this thing called the feedback loop, right? Where when you talk, it goes into a sphere, right? It goes into a group of people. They chop it up and then they give you opinion. And then you get that opinion and it makes you sharper. It makes mm-hmm. your thoughts and ideas sharper. Mm-hmm. And then you put your thoughts and ideas back into the group mm-hmm. in the feedback loop. And then it comes back and it keeps going back and forth. And that's mm-hmm. how you elevate your ideas. Yeah. When it comes to relationships, Mm -hmm. this is around the world. I've seen this in West Africa. I've seen this in the UK. This is damn sure happening in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And of course, here in the US Mm -hmm. is men. And then I would even go further to say men of color Mm -hmm. don't have a feedback loop Mm -hmm. when it comes to relationships. I totally agree. So it's like, where... (laughs) where, (laughs) Nina said just... (laughs) Goodness. <laughs> but so so where could you have done this you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so this is why i think this this is so important mm-hmm. yeah I, I i totally agree with that even just one everything you said resonated with me and i feel like i have 
friends, me, like there's so many examples of when I've seen things work because of that or yeah. things fail because there's lacking in one of those, um, in, in each one of those points. Um, I think being a woman, I've had conversations with my girls all the time about, you know, making ourselves better. Yeah. Or, you know, helping a man get better, mm -hmm. you know, even that. <laughs> but then it always comes down to who are the men talking to? Yeah. Because we can't tell them how to get better. They need to experience and grow within mm -hmm. themselves. And it always comes back to that. It always. And I think this conversation with also women involved is not just you talking. I think mm -hmm. we yeah. all need to talk yeah. to each other. It's also it's, it's key. And I think mm -hmm. us reacting to it, hearing your perspectives on it, it, I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it like that. Or mm -hmm. that's not how I'm coming from it because I'm bringing all my girl stories to the table, you know, <laughs> and my experiences to the table. And I don't get the opportunity to talk to a lot of men about those mm -hmm. things. So just having conversations with different people, different genders, different experiences, I think I'm taking away so much to build on my own, you know, mm -hmm. on what I thought and believed and how I could, you know, be in a better relationship, a better marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. Love awesome. it. Love it. Uh, Kwame, man, thank you for, for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Been awesome. Nina, thank you. I know you thank both you. like words of affirmation. So you guys are both <laughs> <great>. <laughs> Yes. Now, now I'm going to go do something for you. Give me some acts of service. <laughs> um, well, I have to serve you. That's what, that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just being here for, for real. This was, uh, this was incredible. This was really special. Um, and for everybody listening, you know, that's the whole idea behind this Better With Paul series conversations so that you can live a better life so thank you thank you there you go we've sadly reached the end of our show folks that is it for today but next week we have another incredible guest whose story is going to blow your mind so thank you for listening and i'll catch you next week <laughs>